0: Welcome to the Sober Mofos Podcast, where we discuss how to get sober, how to stay sober, and how to live a healthy, happy life in sobriety. My name is Dirk Foster, and I'm a sobriety coach and author, and I've been sober since 2007. So, second chances. Um, I want to talk about getting second chances in life um, as it pertains to sobriety. Before I start, I want to invite you to visit my website at sobermofos.com there you'll find lots of free resources, articles, blog posts, videos as well as books and audiobooks on addiction, recovery and sobriety. Again, the website address is sobermofos.com. So check it out. Okay. So, second chances. One of the very first things I learned in early sobriety was that I I was a I was a person consumed by fear. Fear had played a dominant role in my life since I was a since I was a kid. However, it wasn't until I actually got sober that I learned how destructive this part of my personality had actually become. Looking back now at those early days of my sobriety, and uh, just to clarify, I've been sober uh, since two thousand seven. Um, I am I, I am kind of amused um, by all the neuroses. And fears and anxieties that plagued my mind pretty much every moment of every day. In the coming years, as I developed a new and healthier life in sobriety, I would learn many things that would help me on on my journey um, as as a person, not only a person in recovery, but just as a human being. Like I said, I've been sober now for quite a few years—fifteen um, years as of this as of this podcast. And I continue to learn many things about myself and about life each and every day, which brings me to the point um, I want to make. I have been blessed in my sobriety. I have grown in many ways, succeeded in some areas of my life, failed in others. I've had ups and downs and highs and lows, great achievements and some dismal disappointments. And through it all, I've remained and continue to remain sober mostly happy most of the time, and always curious to learn as much as I can about myself and life. And perhaps most important of all, I've been blessed by meeting so many strong, interesting, and accomplished pe- people over the last 15 years. From them, I've, I've had the privilege of accumulating a vast wealth of knowledge, insight, and wisdom From all of them, for those who travel the path of recovery before me, okay, we can learn a lot from each other. And those who have come before us, it's important to to extract as much information and learn as much as we can from them. Without these people, I honestly don't believe that I would have stayed sober as long as I have or had so many great, fulfilling experiences in my life and in my sobriety, sobriety, And to all those who came before me, I, I, and I just want to say to all those who have taught me so much, I just want to say thank you. If you're listening, I am forever grateful to your guidance. Many of you didn't even know that you were helping me, or even know my name, or that I was, or or, or that I was listening to every word that came from your mouth. Many of you are strangers, and many of you are friends. But from all of you, I've learned so much and remain humble and grateful that we cross paths. And I just want to say that Um, so many people have helped me in my recovery, whether they knew it or not. Um, And I am forever grateful. So why do I write books and and, and produce this this podcast? Why am I creating this podcast and why do I write books um, about addiction and recovery? Over the last few years, I've written a number of books that focus on various aspects of addiction and sobriety and recovery. And while there's many books written about how to get sober, there are not nearly as many books covering the topic of how to stay sober. And that's a very interesting topic to me, staying sober. Generally speaking, that's that's what my books and this podcast are about, getting and staying sober. Okay, because it's important. We have to work on our sobriety all the time. Sobriety itself is a huge topic. Staying sober over many years takes um, a lot of hard work and dedication. And my books and this podcast focus on the various elements a life in recovery, various elements of life in recovery, after we get sober. And there are many parts of our lives that we never mastered because we were consumed by our addiction to alcohol or drugs. And that was certainly true in my case. They say when we get sober, we are emotionally and and mentally the same age as when we began to drink alcoholically. So in my case, that means I was approximately 12 years old emotionally and mentally when I got sober at the age of 43. Because I I started drinking and, and using when I was 12 years old, around 12 years old. And in many ways, I was completely underdeveloped and unprepared for living life on life's terms when I got sober. I was immature, self-indulgent, self-obsessed, selfish, arrogant, and you know, quite frankly, frightened by life. But one thing that I have learned from sobriety and one of the most important lessons I've learned is that it's never too late to change. Getting sober provided me with an opportunity to get a second chance at life. And I and I am so grateful for that. I had failed miserably up to this point, meaning when I got sober. Now, as I began my sober journey, I discovered that if I was willing to open my mind and receive new information without prejudice or arrogance or fear my life or fear, you know, my life could and indeed did grow in many positive directions, okay? And this is what I hope to convey um, from my books and in this podcast and whenever I speak to people who are new to recovery or have been sober for a long time or are thinking about getting sober, there are so many things that all of us can learn as we travel the road of recovery. What I wish to share with you and as many people as I can are many of the life lessons that I picked up along the way in my sober travels. Most of all, I want to to convey that life is filled with an abundance of wonderful, beautiful, and interesting lessons and adventures. If you're just getting started on your own sober journey, or have been sober a long time, I hope that this podcast and any of my books will help make your path a little smoother and a little more joyful. And so that brings us to the topic of second chances. I believe that in the course of a lifetime, most of us are given, if we're lucky, are given a second chance to repair any mistakes we've made or in more extreme cases, start our lives over entirely. And and, and that was the opportunity that I was given when I was, when I once I got sober, I got a chance to start my life fresh. As far as my story goes, it's quite clear to me that I was given a second chance at life and opportunity to redo what I had so badly screwed up prior to getting sober. Prior to getting sober, I had lived a life that was self-absorbed and uh, certainly self-destructive. I indulged a weakness for alcohol and drugs to the point where I was destroying my health my personal relationships, my finances, and any hope of a successful future. As I've stated, I, I began drinking around age uh, around age twelve, and by the age of fourteen, I had I had advanced to experimenting with hard drugs. And my first love remained, however, alcohol. Okay, I did a ton of drugs in my lifetime, but it was booze that was that was my first love, and this was. Uh, a love affair, if you will, that I would continue to indulge for the next approximately 31 years. And my story is in many ways, like so many other alcoholics and addicts who, have, uh, who I have spoken with throughout the years, while alcohol and drug experimentation were fun and exciting for a long time, I eventually crossed an invisible line into addiction you know, I didn't even wasn't even really aware that I had crossed that line. It just it's that invisible line that we all go over at some point. By the time I realized I was a full-blown alcoholic and addict, it seemed like it, it seemed like it was too late to turn around and change the path of my life. It just seemed inevitable that I was stuck, that that's what I was and that's what I was going to be, an alcoholic and an addict. And I want to clarify, you know, before I move ahead, I I want to clarify that I consider myself still to be an alcoholic and an addict. That never changes. I will always be an alcoholic and addict. And there's debates about that. Um, But as far as I'm concerned, if I'm sober for 50 years, I'm still an alcoholic um, and always will be. And I have to remember that. I have to stay um, a little bit afraid of... um, Going back and remind, and I have to remind myself that I am indeed an alcoholic and an addict, and I always will be. Otherwise, it's going to be very easy for me to slip and to relapse. So, <clears throat> at a certain point, many of us who struggle with addiction simply give up and give in to our self destructive nature. I had accepted the idea that there was simply no way out of my predicament, I could not have been more wrong. By my early 40s, I was very sick physically, mentally, and spiritually. I held no illusions about what my life had become, and I held, I held no hope for anything different or better from life. I simply assumed life would continue forward as it had for so many years, lost in a haze of substance abuse, bad choices, lower companions health problems, financial problems, and ruined relationships. So at this point in my sobriety, I've written extensively about my experience in the trenches, so to speak in in my books and and I'm starting to in this podcast. And most notably, I, I wrote a book called Polluted My Sober Journey um, that explores um, my own struggles with addiction and getting and, and, and sobriety and how I got sober. And, and, and but nonetheless, for the for the sake of clarif- clarification, um, let me just briefly share why and how I got sober. Um, as I mentioned, by the time I reached my early forties, I was heading for an early grave, and and that's not an exaggeration. Um, there had been several frightening incidences where I needed to get to the hospital for various issues relating to substance abuse. My personal and professional life was in ruins. I was unemployable, broke, depressed, and worst of all, I was hopeless. Um, hope is a big um, topic for me. Um, and at that stage in my life, I was hopeless. And in the final years of my addiction, I drank excessively every day. It was not unusual for me to drink three bottles of wine, a pint of vodka, and a six, six-pack uh, six of beer in a single evening. And quite often, my drinking was accompanied by uh, cocaine as well. Um, every morning was a living nightmare. And perhaps you can relate to this. My body and brain hurt from the moment I woke up until I took my first drink in the afternoon. And the daily cycle was the same from day to day, week to week, month to month, just repetitive. I lived in a tiny one-bedroom apartment in a scrappy neighborhood in Los Angeles. I constantly struggled to pay rent and often spent any money I had on alcohol, coke, and cigarettes rather than food um, and the essentials of life. And this is how I lived my life for the last five years of my addiction. The last year was particularly gruesome and dark and depressing. And how I managed to survive and not succumb to my disease is is attributable, in my opinion, only to the grace of a higher spiritual presence that was protecting me. And that's my belief. I am amazed that I lived as long as I did. And so many of my friends from those days did not survive And I often struggle with a a sense of survivor's guilt mixed with overwhelming gratitude. So I feel guilty quite often and and sad and heartbroken that so many of my friends didn't survive and I did. But trust me, I'm grateful. My second chance, which is what we're talking about. My second chance began on December 9th of 2007. And I was suffering a horrendous brain-melting hangover. It was one of those hangovers that are so intense, I still remember it, that you wonder if perhaps you'd be better off dead rather than experience that pounding headache and wretched nausea that was washing, you know, that washes through your body. And I was driving through Los Angeles um, with this hangover when I, when, when I heard a radio program mention something about a 12-step program. It was, it was during that moment that something was triggered within me. And I can't explain why or how it happened, but I decided at that very moment that I was going to try to clean up my life and get sober. It was as simple and as sudden as that. And I go into more detail about that experience in my book, Polluted, uh, My Sober Journey. Um, but for now, um, I just I want to kind of, you know, skip ahead. To clarify, I, I had tried to get clean. I want to make this very clear. I had tried to get clean numerous times in the past. I tried everything from Buddhism and psychology. Um, I I I got doctor descri- prescribed medication. Uh, I also tried self will, which got me absolutely nowhere. I tried acupuncture. I tried everything on several occasions. On several occasions, I had actually gone to twelve step meetings, but at that stage, they never seemed to work for me, and I quickly gave up on them. But on this day in 2007, 2007, excuse me, I decided that I had only one choice left. <laughs> and this I was out of ideas. I needed to cry out to God and ask for help. And at that stage in my life, I, I didn't have much faith in God. I, I wasn't even sure I believed in God, but I was so desperate for relief that I was willing to try absolutely anything. And that's exactly what I did. I was not religious by any means, but I figured a church would be a good place to get started, right? So I walked into the first church I could find. I didn't give a damn what kind of church it was. I simply wanted to find a quiet, peaceful place to communicate with spirit. And there I fell to my my knees and I clasped my hands in front of me and I begged for help. For the record, I felt like a complete idiot asking for help from a God I wasn't even sure I believed in, inside a church that I didn't belong to. Weirdest of all, I was on my knees begging with my hands clenched tightly into fists of fear and rage. It was, to say the least, one of the strangest moments of my life. But here's the funniest part of it all. It actually worked. For some reason, that strange act of prayer lifted my spirit Cleared my mind and gave me a sense of courage that I had never felt before, and I immediately immediately left the church and called a friend who was working on his sobriety. And that night, he took me to a twelve-step meeting, where I began my journey into sobriety. So, as I stated before, I tried some tried some twelve-step meetings before, and I, I didn't um I didn't they didn't work for me. They didn't I didn't stick with it. Uh, but this time I was ready because I wanted, to, I wanted relief. I wanted help. And so that's usually when 12-step meetings work for people um, is when you really want it. You have to really want to be sober to, to stay sober. And that's just the bottom line. And so for me, it worked. And today I remain sober and hope and pray that I remain that way for the rest of my life. I was given a second chance at life. You don't have to believe in God to recognize that some type of transformation took place that day. Something changed dramatically. There was a significant shift in my psyche the moment I reached out for help. Genuinely asked for help. From that day forward, nothing would ever be the same. I had begun a journey of growth and change that fills me with wonder and awe, even today. Because of the second chance I was given... I've learned so much, and that's what I want to share with you. I decided long ago to never stop learning, and I hope you do the same. One of the most enjoyable parts of being alive and being sober is the ability to to constantly learn and grow. Otherwise, what's the point of being alive, right? Life is filled with many wonders. There is so much beauty to witness while we are here, here on Earth. And I beg you to go through your, your own life filled with a hungry mind and a curious heart. I and mean, it sounds like a little bit of a cliche or <laughs> a bad pop song, but really it's true. We have to be filled with wonder um, and curiosity all the time. We have to be willing to learn and grow. Or how, how else are we going to improve our lives and achieve the things that we want? I've made so many mistakes in my life, both in my, in my recovery and before getting sober. And this is simply a part of being human. We make mistakes quite often, and sometimes quite dramatically. What's most important is that is what we learn along the way. If we're willing to continuously learn and grow, it's inevitable that we will prosper and emerge more successful, happy, and strong. Sobriety should be seen as a journey, not a destination, that's something I always try to emphasize to people. Sobriety is a journey. It's not a destination. You're never going to get to any end point. You know, there's no, there's no goal line to cross <laughs> unless you, you know, you want to think of death as a goal line, <laughs> but it's a, it's a journey and it's in your best interest to continuously learn and grow so you can enjoy the journey that much more. Many of the lessons I've learned through my own journey are shared in my books and and in this podcast, and many of them I've learned on my own through trial and error. Many others I've learned from people i met along the way, and I hope you do the same. The important thing is that I continue to remain filled with gratitude and humility for all the gifts I've ever been given over the last 15 years of my recovery. And as I move forward into the future, I hope to never, ever give up my curiosity for learning. The sober life is a very curious thing. And I hope that you find it as interesting and as inspiring as I do. Okay, so never stop learning. And always remember, there is a second chance in life. We get a lot of second chances in life if we're willing to just open our minds and, and and you know, go for it. All right, so I'm going to close it right there. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, if you get a chance, please visit my website, which is SoberMofos.com. You'll find all sorts of information there and books and audiobooks and articles and all sorts of things. So check it out. And until we talk again, please be safe.